You needed it. I needed it. We all needed it. They needed it. We got it. We're live. Big Cubs win today. Much needed. Let's go. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Sam Older. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. We are lifelong fans taking our passion, our deep passion, into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Today, Jace Medical, empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. I can't even speak because I am so relieved and so happy Um, we are here. I am solo tonight. Matt and I traded places because I have something going on later uh, in the during the weekend where I can't do the show, so he'll, he's going to cover for me. So I am here. I hope everybody is relaxed. I believe the game is still going on, but for you know, it's about ten thirty Central Time, and I I kind of wanted to uh, get out ahead of this so I could get some sleep tonight. Um, the Cubs bounced back uh, emphatically against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And 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 for those that watch the show and know me, I always during the season kind of roll my eyes at games like this because, you know, 13 runs, eight runs, seven runs, it's still one win. Not tonight. Tonight, this team needed this. They needed this win. And it, it, it was very significant. It got guys confidence uh, and I think it got us all a little bit re-energized. Uh, they still have, I, I guys, I see that it's 14 to one. You don't have to give me updates. This is where I check out of the games. I, I, I could care less if somebody hits eight grand slams. The job's done. Let's get it. Let, 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 let's take care of business on Wednesday night. Um, I thought early in this game, before it was a blowout, tensions were high. And the biggest swing of the bat was Dansby Swanson's two run home run. I thought that, that swing of the bat really relaxed everybody. Um, it really gave everybody a sense of confidence. And on Monday night show, he was my target. He was the guy that I called out because I, I thought that he had to be the guy. And, and I know Canario, we'll talk about him, had a big game there at the end. But but those are the big hits, the hits that go from 0-0 to 2 nothing. And you need your stars to deliver. Dansby Swanson, Cody Bellinger, Nico Horner, Seiya Suzuki. The, the, those are the guys. Those are the backbones of the team. And I just personally... I just personally think that that Dansby Swanson hasn't been performing since August 1st the way that he should be um, as one of the leaders of this team and you know the highest paid player on this team and 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 he delivered and that was a huge hit and I think he only had one other hit the rest of the game but that was that was the biggest hit I thought of the game and I think it settled in the Cubs uh, uh, very nicely and I know for me just as a fan it kind of just let me exhale a little bit. Um, but, um, you know, 
it was it was huge. And I'll get to fan questions. I know we're going to do a lot of Canario stuff, a lot of just play the kids the rest of the way stuff. And I'll you know probably upset you guys with my takes on that. But but we'll handle that later. Uh, Javier Assad started tonight, five innings, one earned. He got a lot of swings and misses tonight, which was is very rare for Javier Assad. Uh, early in the game, his command was a little off. Then he went through a part of the game where he gave up a bunch of hard contact right at people, but he got the job done. And at the end of the day, Javier Assad, more times than not, I would say almost every single time, except maybe one or two outings, has got the job done. And it might not be pretty. The analytics may not like it. The metrics may not like it. But who cares about regression at this point? Who cares about, you know, if he were to pitch 20 more games this season? It's just about getting results right now. It is a 12-game sprint to the finish line. And the Cubs got one under their belt their belt uh, tonight. And uh, Javier Assad was really good. Uh, like I said, Dansby Swanson with a big hit. Uh, Patrick Wisdom, when the game was still close, had a big double that drove in Christopher Morell. And then Seiya Suzuki had a massive, massive game. Uh, he had a home run. He had a rocket single. He had a walk. And then he had another 402-foot flyout. He continues to be uh, one of if not by far the best hitter on this team since August 1st. And then Alexander Canario hit, got his first career hit. It was a double. And then he hit a grand slam uh, right after PCA got on base with a walk that really opened up the floodgates to make it 10-1. And I think Bellinger had a three-run homer. And I think it's like 14-1 to um, right now. And you guys are having a blast. So, you know, they needed this. Um, I, I think I think you have to give them credit. But I also think, you know, it's one of those things you can't forget it's one game. So two to one versus 13 to one versus 14 to one. You just got to, you take this, you did, you did your job, and now you got to come back and win uh, on, on Wednesday night. And I think it's going to be Justin Steele versus Mitch Keller. The Pirates are being very weird and coy about announcing their starters completely out of a pennant race, which, you know, I, I, I don't really quite understand, but whatever they want to do, I think it's going to be Justin Steele versus Mitch Keller, which will be by far the best pitching matchup of the week. And, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to score on Mitch Keller than it was, you know, Priester and Falter and whoever else the guys that they had in. And, you know, I'll be very interested to see if Alexander Canario is in the lineup if Mitch Keller starts. I would be very interested because matchup-wise, it's a nightmare for a young swing-and-miss a uh, hitter like Canario. Mitch Keller strikes out a bunch of guys, but does Ross start riding the hot hand? Does he really, I mean, how many more options does he really have? The Cubs announced today that Nick Madrigal is going to the injured list. Uh, Jamer Candelario is already on the injured list. So you really have no third baseman. Shout out to my guy, Ty. I owe him a, a, a beautiful steak dinner uh, in Arizona because he said that Christopher Burrell was going to be starting, assuming, and, and I, I guess I did mishear him a little bit because in my head I had Madrigal still day to day, but there's really no other third baseman left. It's either Morell or Wisdom, and then I guess technically Mastroboni. I don't know, you know, if he'll if he'll get any starts. If he did, it would be against Mitch Keller. But the point I'm trying to make is, is if Morell's playing third base, that DH spot is open, and maybe it's open for uh, Canario. But you know, I see a lot of people commenting, "Hey, they finally." Um, figured out the batting order. No, they, th this was just a, you know, a, 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 let's throw it against the wall, see if it sticks type of thing, and it did today. But that was because Bailey Falter's a lefty and he opened. It'll be a much different uh, looking lineup tomorrow against Mitch Keller. I mean, we know how Ross is. 
but um, listen, awesome win. I needed it. Like I said, we all needed it for the first time in, in a bit. I, I, I had a nice, I, I really needed a smile um, during the game. I never tweet videos during the game when it was four, nothing. I, I like, I was really, really energized. Like it just, it was just fun to be happy for a few hours because you know, the last week or so with this team has been very maddening and very frustrating and, and they did their job and you know, that's all you could do. Now, the Cubs are in a pennant race, and they have to be scoreboard watching because it is a very, very tight race. So coming up next, we are going to look around the league and see Monday night and Tuesday night's results and where the Cubs currently stand after this victory. But first, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like. Pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Use promo code LOCK. Locked on, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. We are back here on Locked on Cubs after a cathartic, uh, relieved, uh, uh, enjoy type of performance from the uh, National League Ball Club today. It, it was a game that they needed to get and they got it. And now, now we get to the rest of the league. So on Monday night, the Cubs got a little bit of help. The New York Mets upset the Miami Marlins. I think you could say that, which put the Cubs right back and hey, go, go easy on me, Minnesota uh, PTSD, because you were, you were all over me in the comments today. So I'm going to say what you don't want me to say, but now after that Miami game, the Cubs control their own destiny again. What I mean by that is very simple, folks. It's just a simple term. If the Cubs win the rest of their games, the Cubs, obviously that's not going to happen. But if it did, then they would be in. When we recorded the episode on Monday night, it's very simple. If they won the rest of their games, they still weren't guaranteed in. They, they needed some help. So they got a little bit of help on Monday night from the Mets. And then they got a little bit of help on Tuesday night from Minnesota against the Reds. So the Reds and Marlins are both one and one this week. It looks like Arizona is, is on their way to being uh, one and zero oh this week as well. So as it currently stands, once the Cubs game goes final, the Cubs will be in a playoff spot. They will be in the third wild card spot, trailing Arizona by a half game for the second spot and leading Miami by a half game for the third spot. And then they are one game above Cincinnati, but two in the loss column. And the loss column is really what you want to pay attention to this time of year because you can't make up games that are already played. So the Cubs have some games left. Now, remember, the key thing is, and why the Cubs, it doesn't feel like they're in as good of a spot as you think, is because they don't have any tiebreakers. So if they finish tied, they're out. I personally think the number and the target you want to get to is 86 victories. That's the number. I think 86 is the magic number. 85, I think you're leaving it up to a lot 
that needs to go your way. I could see Miami, I could see Cincinnati, and I definitely can see Arizona getting to 85 wins, and all three of those have the tiebreakers with you. And look, I could spend two hours venting and being depressed about why we don't have those tiebreakers and how frustrating those losses are, but those are in the past. There's nothing you could do. There's nothing you could do to change that. You just have to, to move forward and win these games. So I want to just go over quickly. I want to paint a picture for everybody, the, the, the teams that we're competing with. And I'm going to start. I, I don't really think I'm going to be mentioning the Giants too much longer. I don't really think they're a threat anymore. But Arizona, Cincinnati, and Miami schedule-wise. Cincinnati has the easiest remaining schedule. They have one more game left against Minnesota. Then I believe they play Pittsburgh two games against Cleveland, and then they travel to St. Louis. So that scares you a little bit with the easy part of their schedule, but I think that last series in St. Louis could be a lot more trickier than the records say they will, uh, say say that it will be. Um, But Cincinnati has the easiest remaining schedule. Miami is, I believe they play the Mets on Wednesday and they face Kodai Senga, who is a, a one of the three or four best pitchers in the National League this season, so that'll be a tough game. And then the Marlins play the Milwaukee Brewers. And as sick as it makes me uh, uh, feel to say this, I will be the biggest Milwaukee Brewers fan on the planet uh, this weekend because we really, really could use their help. And then after that, I believe the Marlins go to City Field and play the Mets again. And then they close the season, I think the Marlins do, with the Pirates. So the Pirates actually play everybody here coming up. And then the Diamondbacks are interesting because they're the team playing the best baseball right now, coming off a sweep against the Cubs and beating the Giants right now. But their schedule's a little tricky. They got they face Logan Webb on Wednesday. And then they go to New York and play the Yankees, which is never an easy series, despite how good they are, uh, you know, not great they are. Then they get three cupcakes on the south side of Chicago, one of the worst organizations in all sports, the Chicago White Sox. And then they close their season at home against the Astros, who are, you know, fighting for a division. So that's a pretty tough schedule. So the Cubs are in an okay spot. Uh, Looks like the game has gone final. Um, My goal, my goal would be, on Monday, wake up Monday morning, or I guess when they play Atlanta, so Tuesday morning, with a two-game cushion with six to go. If they could get to a two-game cushion on the playoffs with those six games left, I'll feel very good about where they're at because that you know that means if you go three and three, you're probably going to be okay. So that's your playoff picture. I think pretty much every day we're going to do something like that just to update it because it's a very, very fluid situation. Um, Coming up next, the last five minutes are all yours. So feel free to ask questions, leave comments. I know you guys are going to have a bunch. Um, I will do my best to answer the ones that make sense to answer. And uh, we'll have a nice little fun uh, time positively because the last time I was live Sunday night, it was not that. Um, I I can't even... I, I like blacked out Sunday doing that episode. I was so depressed. So I am, uh, I'm very glad that we could have some positivity. We all needed it. Uh, coming up next, we're going to answer fan questions. First, this episode is brought to you by Jace. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving 
life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you can have success, access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand, and it is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to the licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked On. We are back here on Locked On Cubs, and it's time for that part of the show where you guys take over. So, Let's post up some questions and let's have a good time. Mike says, will Ross sit Canario tomorrow? That is the million dollar question that everybody wants to know. And here's what I'll say on that. A, I don't know. I'm not David Ross. If Mitch Keller starts, I would be slightly surprised if he's in there. Maybe Ross plays the hot hand. Here's the thing. Baseball is a a very tricky game. And I'm not taking anything away from Alexander Canario. But let me say this. He had a grand slam in a five-run game with the bases loaded on a hanging slider. He's still not a guy I'd like to see up with the bases loaded one out, down down one run against David Bednar the ninth inning. Do you know what I mean? So I I I don't want to I don't want to to come across like I'm downplaying what he did, but I, I don't think it's like this crazy thing. Clearly, Ross feels like there's major holes in his swing. And you got to remember, look at who he got hits off of today. These are not great pitchers. But after Mitch Keller tomorrow, the, you know, the Pirates don't really have many great pitchers. So this would be the time to use him. We will have to see. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't overreact like, oh, my gosh, like how, how in the world was he never playing? I, I just don't think it was one of those situations. I think it, it, it worked out today, and that's great. Um, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, I, I want I, th th this is this is a good example. Sam, why doesn't Ross coach like this every game? It has nothing to do with his coaching, man. Um, you know, it, it, for bad or for worse, they hit. You know, he he managed the same game today that he managed when they lost. It's you know, and, and I'm defending him here. This the, everybody has energy and everybody looks good, guys. When you hit, when you score 13, 14 runs, it looks like Ross is a genius. When you score when you score one or two runs, it looks like he has no idea what he's doing. For the most, most of the time, it's somewhere in the middle. I've said on this show for a while now, my issues with Ross is managing, yeah, there's some game-to-game -game stuff, but a lot of it was the beginning and middle of the year. This 2-8 and eight stretch, unless you really want to pound the table and say, hey, guys were very fatigued and that's on him, fine, I'll listen to that, but I don't think they went 2-8 and eight because of Ross during this stretch. They stopped hitting. <laughs> when they hit, he looks like he's Casey Stangle. When they don't hit, he looks like I'm managing them. It, you know, it's th that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. Um, let's see what do we got here. John, how much longer should Ian Happ be an everyday player? I feel like he hasn't been slugging nearly enough. Uh, John, you know, Ian Happ's going to be playing every day the rest of the way. You know that. So, you know, they're, that, that, that was probably more of an offseason question. He, they, they love Ian Happ. They're not going to just bench Ian Happ randomly. Um, so. Let's see what else do we got. Um, we got Snarly Charlie. 
uh, right here. We're going to say, where in the world has this offense been for the past week? Yeah, this is what this offense does. They're a very streaky team. The good news is, is hopefully it's not like May where they just mix in a 13-run game every now and then and then come back and don't score tomorrow. But hopefully, you know, they, they sustain this because the good news is, and, and, and what I've been trying to tell people a little bit, you know, today is they didn't collapse. The season's not over. So if they get on one of their hot stretches here where they, you know, for eight out of nine games, they score seven plus runs, you're going to be playing postseason baseball. So, you know, th th this is how this offense goes. It's a very up and down offense. Um, and, and you just have to ride with it. And, and that's, they go as their offense goes. The I, I came on here many times, solo and, 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 and preach my concerns about the pitching, but really when the offense plays well, they win when they don't, they don't. It's pretty simple. Um, Oliver says, who is the best DH option tomorrow? If Morel continues to play third. Yeah, that's, that's right about where I'm saying it's, it's, it's a debate between um, if Morel plays third uh, and they start Keller, that would mean the, the, the question would be, just thinking out loud for a second, does he go Talkman in center, Bellinger at first, and then that would leave the DH open for somebody like Canario, or does he want Bellinger in center, and then who does he play at first? My guess is if Morell's at third base, you'll probably end up seeing Canario just because there. What other option is there? You know, and you're not going to DH Wisdom right on right against Keller. The only thing that I could see that I think would upset a lot of people is that I. There would be a small chance that Mastroboni were to play third tomorrow, which would bump uh, Morell to DH. But we'll see what he does. We'll see what he does. Um, let's see, I already, I, I say a comment about Saya. Um, we got, I don't know, we got about a couple of minutes. I, I got nowhere to be at 10:50 p.m. on a Tuesday night, except sleeping. Uh, play, yeah. Listen, I got. I, I, I tweeted out, Blake says, Ruth, Ruth's Chris in Arizona. I tweeted out at Ty, told him my old mistake dinner. Uh, he doesn't have Venmo, so I'll have to find a way to get it to him. But, but, but I, will, I will be a man of my word on that. I, I, again, if I knew, if I, if I listened to what he was saying, it makes a lot more sense. I didn't think that Nick, I thought Nick Madrigal was going to play. I didn't realize his injury was that serious. I thought he was day-to-day. -day. When you think about it out loud with no Madrigal and no Candelario, the, the only guys available at third base are Wisdom, Morell, and Mastroboni. In that case, Morell probably is your best option. So it actually makes a lot of sense in hindsight. But um, no, I, I'm a man of my word. I will, I will, I will get, I will get Ty and uh, his significant other. They'll, they, they'll go out and have a nice meal uh, at some point here, pretty soon. I got time for two more questions, guys. Um, let me tell you this, John. This is a good one, John. I, I, I. I know I think I already highlighted you. Which potential wild card matchup scares you the most? None of them. I just want to make the playoffs. I don't care if they have to play the 27 Yankees. I don't care if they have to play the big red machine. I don't care if they have to play the three PDAs, the late 90s Yankees. I don't care who they have to play. Just get this team into the postseason. That is the goal right now. Get them into the, the postseason. I got time for one more question, and then I'm going to go to sleep, and I'm going to smile because it's been a while since I smile. All right, Luis. I, 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 you always 
comment, and I always, I hope I say I'm saying your name right, but I think I am. What does your late game bullpen rotation look like at the moment? Great question, sir. Um, I would say this, assuming that Alzali is out because he is, it's 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 very it's very wonky with no Fulmer. It's something like let's say you got a lead in the seventh eighth. If there's a patch of lefties coming up, lighter junior for sure. The question is, is who's that other guy? Has Boxberger pitched his way into that yet? I don't know. Has Palencia? Probably not. Ross seems to really like Quas. It, it's 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 a a jumble of guys, and then lighter junior. I still think owns that high leverage lefty spot, and then the ninth inning right now is Julian uh, Jerry uh, Merriweather. I think his middle name's Jerry. My middle name starts with a J, but it's not Jerry. Um, but uh, I think it's it's Mer- it's Merriweather's ninth. And, and Matt was actually saying on Monday's show, he's like, you know, the Cubs don't have a closer right now. I I really do think. They, they, they do have a like, like Merriweather's been their, their best reliever now for a good while, even better than Alzali. So, um, that's how I would say, uh, it pans out. Um, definitely, definitely not. Uh, somebody said, can you run out Luke Little as a closer? Definitely not. Julian Merriweather, um, will have that job that it'll be his ninth inning, probably the rest of the way, maybe even when Adbert comes back. So, That's going to wrap it up, guys. Much needed win. I hope everybody sleeps well. You guys all have earned it. We have earned it. Now, you wake up Wednesday morning. You put this aside. You take one game at a time, and you win another baseball game. And if you win another baseball game, then you start to feel good again because going into Thursday, you have a chance to sweep. So Cubs take care of business against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Get themselves back in a playoff spot. We will see what happens Wednesday night with the Cubs ace, Justin Steele, on the mound. Shout out to the everydayers who are with us for all five episodes throughout the week, and you can become an everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. We're also on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts and streaming on SiriusXM. I am Sam Olber, and this has been the first Happy edition of Locked On Cubs in a good long while. Have a great night, everybody. Let's get another one tomorrow.